Welcome to the Peak Community Church Podcast, where weekly messages are available for your hearing. Good morning, family, and welcome to the Peak Community Church. My name is Pastor Rob Lindenberg. I am the senior pastor and founder of the Peak Community Church, and we are located in the downtown center of Peekskill, New York. Uh, and we normally congregate at Dramatic Hall, and we look forward uh, till all of this is over and we can assemble once again and, and worship the Lord together in person. But for now, I want to welcome you to our online platform. And we have been working very, very diligently and very uh, uh, um, uh, a lot of effort <laughs> in regards to setting these up. And, and we have a corporate prayer uh, on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. We have systematic Bible study uh, Thursday night, 7 p.m., and we are launching small groups uh, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Be on the lookout for the link uh, via text and email so that you can join in, and we're going to offer a variety of different small groups on Monday night, and so that's still in its in its uh, in inductive state, but um. I just want to welcome you and, and, and encourage you to connect with us. Visit us on our website, www.peakcc.com, and uh, go to the visitors page and fill out a connect card. Uh, we'll, we'll send you a free gift of, of an online resource called Right Now Media, and that's a free gift from us to you just for connecting with us uh, this morning. And um, what do you say we open up in a word of prayer? Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for the opportunity to get up this morning. Uh, today was not promised to any man. Many people um, went to bed last night, Lord Father God, and, and uh, did not awake this morning. Father, I just pray for consolation. I pray, Lord Father God, for your peace. Through difficult times, uh, through transitions, I pray, Lord Father God, for, for your mercy and for your grace to be released. All of those that, 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 that are fighting infection, Lord Father, I pray right now just for healing virtues, Lord. We come against uh, uh, this, this virus in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. I just release healing right now, Lord Father God, to all of those who are in hospitals, on ventilators, Lord Father God. Those that we know, we call them out by name. And we pray, Father God, for a favorable report right now to be released. Take over this service, Father God. I pray right now that you would just meet your people right where they're at, in their living rooms, on their back decks, in their kitchens, within their bedrooms, Lord Father. I, I pray a release right now, an unction of your Holy Spirit. Let your peace and your presence be ever so manifested through this time together this morning. I thank you, Lord Father God, for the opportunity to reach your people. And I pray, Father God, that you would use this, Lord. Use me as your vessel, Lord God. Your hand extended right now. Fill my mouth, Lord. I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hey, listen, family. We're about to just enter into worship. So, so get ready. Normally, this is the way we do it. We're in, when we're in dramatic hall, we, we, oh, it's okay to raise our hands. It says within his word to enter into his presence with thanksgiving 
and praise. This is a sign of surrender. It's a sign of adoration. We love you, Lord. I pray right now that you would be able to enter into worship uh, with our worship team. God bless you, and I'll be right back. Praise you. We praise you. We praise you, Lord Father God. Your favor upon us, a thousand generations, oh Lord Father God. Your presence beside us, before us, within us, oh Father God. We pray generation upon generation, children upon children, Lord Father God, that your blessing and your favor would be upon us in and through Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, I hope and I pray that you were encouraged uh, with the worship this morning. And I am so grateful that God has given us uh, uh, such an uh, awesome worship team that's dedicated and finding creative ways to, to manage uh, this new situation. And, and so uh, um, I'm just grateful that you have an opportunity to connect with us. God bless you. Let's get into the word this morning. I feel like God has given me a word on this post-resurrection Sunday. It's the post-resurrection Sunday. So we had Easter last week. Now what? I'd like to ask you a question. Have you ever experienced um, maybe dreams that have uh, gone unfulfilled? Not just unfulfilled, but let's say, utterly destroyed. Experience the pain of dealing with unrealized expectation, things that you thought were going to happen and they not happen. I'm not talking about, you know, the little things. I'm talking about the big letdowns in life. Let me see if, um, let me see if I can frame it for you. Um, think of a young athlete. I'm talking about, you know, an athletic phenom in school. Um, he's being scouted and they're looking at him professionally. Um, he's breaking records and winning trophies. They're scholarships uh, offering. Um, they're looking at him towards the NFL. I'm talking about the potential was all there. This guy was going pro. Contracts are about to be signed. And, and in a warm-up, he blows out his knee. Done. Career over in the blink of an eye. I'm talking about the devastating moments in life that, that seem to maybe suck the wind out of you. I can only imagine what the disciples of Jesus Christ were feeling. One minute they were walking into Jerusalem with who they knew that they knew was the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one of Israel, the one that would be the king. They, they, for all sakes and purposes, they were on their way to the Super Bowl. Come on. And then the unthinkable happens. They witness him getting beat, being mocked ridiculed, abused. This was, this was their teacher. This was their idol, the one that they worshipped. You, you ever see someone get bullied? You know, just, just, just whether they deserve something or not. I'm, I mean, someone getting physically abused. It, it, it's something that's so unsettling. I don't know. For me, I, I, when I see it, it, it boils my blood. 
And here they are, these men, seeing their king, their, their Messiah, being bullied to the point of bloody pulp. They witnessed the agonizing death of a criminal on a Roman cross to a burial that, that took place in a donated grave. I mean, it was donated. It, he, he didn't even have for his own burial it's humiliating it's 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 humbling how how were they expected to feel how were they were they expected to respond i mean have you ever have you ever been in a pit so deep so dark you just you couldn't see in front of you let alone your way through it Don't know how you're going to make it out. Maybe you've lost a job and you were already behind on payments and now the, the pressure of life begins to squeeze on you. Having to deal with separation or, or divorce and in the midst of a pandemic and seeing how, how it'll affect the children and, and, and you're powerless. There's nothing you can do about it. It, it just leaves you feeling empty and void yeah i know that feeling maybe you've been impacted with covid 19 whether you work in the industry and you're a first responder towing that line or maybe you had a family member a loved one struggling on a ventilator hurting seem powerless you can't even do anything about it as a pastor i'm getting phone calls and 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 my first instinct is to just run to the hospital and i know i can't i can't do it i it, things have changed i can't i can't function i can't deploy the way i normally would it's hard to love people when you want to love people and you got to love them from a distance Lord, Father, God, I just want to take the opportunity right now. And I want to pray, Lord, Father, God, for all of those that have been struck right now, Lord God, by this pandemic. I pray healing virtues to be released right now. Those that are on hospital leaders, on ventilators, I pray, God, a breath, a breath of fresh air to come upon them. I pray, God, for supernatural healing to occur. I pray for testimonies, oh, Father God, of those that would place their faith in you, Lord God, that we would unite right now and come against, come against this corona, come against this pandemic. Call it out by name and rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus and speak healing right now to come across our land, oh, Father God, that there be a full recovery. I pray, Father God, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We unite and we align all our purposes along with your word, and we declare it so in Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes in life we, we come across that thing that is so painstaking, faith-shaking, fear-gripping circumstances that, that seem to strike us in our core. 
And I'm not sure how many of you can identify with the followers of Jesus, but, but I'm sure, I'm sure that that's how they must have felt. Empty. It's often time when you feel the most empty, when you find yourself cowering, hiding, licking your wounds in a corner, not knowing how you can possibly move on, that we are then able to see the light. And that's where we find the disciples this morning. In our text of passage, we're going to go to the gospel according to John chapter 20, and we're going to pick it up at verse 19. And the scriptures tell us that then on the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. Same day, the first day of the week. I mean, investigative minds like mine want to kind of dissect that and figure out. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, uh, take too much effort to be able to deduce that we are living that day on a Sunday, the first day of the week. Spoiler alert, that's just, um, that's actually going to start a trend in, in a few more months. The doors were shut in place in the place that they were assembled. 
And so I want to stress the fact that he chose to use uh, the word assembly rather than a gathering. It wasn't a gathering. A gathering is a few people maybe coming together. But this was an assembly. An assembly always seems to be much larger than a gathering. And they were in a large crowd, but although they were strong in numbers, they were frightful, fearful, closed in. They had the doors shut secured. In other words, they they were locked in place. And the reason for the lock-in was fear. Not sure how many can relate this morning. I'm praying that this word is a word for somebody. Fear, this, this Greek word phobos, in the classical Greek, the word signified flight. You know, like getting out of Dodge, got to make a move. Later, it came to denote that which causes flight, hence the, the very essence of the fear or terror, the dread that would come that would cause someone to want to get out of Dodge. It is where we get our English word phobia, arachnophobia, the fear of spiders, but, but the over. The essence of the word phobia is, is, is an overall fear. And in the midst of what must have been the most terrifying, devastating event of their entire collective lives, watching Jesus get brutally murdered and being powerless to do anything about it, having to stand on the sideline and just bear witness of it, petrified, empty, the Bible says Jesus came. I, I stopped there because to me that means that he's willing to meet you right where you're at. I don't think that uh, I just heard somebody just give him some glory right now. He, he stood in their midst. That means that no closed door, no shelter in place, no quarantine is going to be able to keep him away from you where you're at right now. Come on. And right there, he, he spoke to them. <laughs> Even as I was studying that out, I was just trying to get my head around. I mean, if you think about it, come on. Uh, the living word released the spoken word that brought forth peace as he is the prince of peace. Come on. Because right at that moment, he said, peace be with you. Shalom. The word peace in the English peace doesn't doesn't do it any justice because for the Hebrew people, for the Jew, when, when they say shalom to one another, they're not just saying peace be with you. They're saying that contentment and resources in every arena of your life be granted to you. Well, what they're saying is that uh, my desire for you is God's blessing over you in such a way that he would bring wholeness, completeness into every arena of your life, in your body, in your health, in your family, in your relationships, in your prosperity, that you be blessed to them. That is peace. And to us, that is peace. That is what it is to know Jesus Christ. Verse 20 states, 
when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad that they saw the Lord. Now, I'm not sure how comforting that would be to me. I don't know. I'm the type of person someone says, yo, you want to look at my scars? I'm like, ooh, ah. You know, it's like, and, 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 and they must have been fresh. I mean, they, just to see open wounds in, in his wrists and, and in his side. Come, look. I, I don't know how comforting that would be to me. But I know that after everything that they just witnessed, everything that they just experienced, to see Jesus alive in a transformed state now, live with them, showing them his hands and his scars that this is, it's really me. The Bible says that they were glad when they saw the Lord. And, and the message we pick out this is that, is that Jesus turns your sadness into gladness. Come on. You better tap that person that you're watching this next to and say, Joe, Jesus turns sadness into gladness. Come on. Hallelujah. And so when their joy was restored, the Bible then continues to say in verse 21, so Jesus said to them again, Shalom to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And so we're given a mission upon restoration, upon gladness being restored. There's a mission that then is given. And that mission, the sent, the, 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 the Greek word here, Apostolo, which is where we get the word apostolic, is to commission, to set apart for special service, send a message by someone. It, it means to send someone out with a mission to fulfill it, or in other words, it's to equip and dispatch a selected individual with the full backing and authority of the person who's sending him. And so Jesus was commissioning, giving them his authority to go forward upon carrying the mission of Christ. This is what was what, what made an apostle an apostle. They were the ones sent forth. And so we have to ask ourselves, what was it exactly that they were sent forth to do, and I'm glad you asked me that because that's right in the next verse. <laughs> verse 22 says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Breathed. The allusion is very clear there to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and the Lord formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, his ruach kadosh, and man became a living being. Now Jesus breathed life into his own. See, the Greek denotes an immediacy in the sense of the reading it as receive now, receive now the Holy Spirit. Now Jesus 
Think about this. The resurrection marks the transition from the terms of the old covenant to those of the new covenant. The old creation began with the breath of God, and now the new creation begins with the breath of the Son of God. Come on. When we encounter the risen Christ family, the old standard passes away. The unrealized expectations, the fear of the unknown, the carnal and emotional pain we encounter in this life is resurrected to newness of life. Hope and joy is restored. Gladness becomes our portion. Dreams awaken from within. We're being left in awe and in wonder, transitioning from defeat to victory. That's what it is to encounter the post-resurrected Christ. Yeah, the tomb is empty, which means that he's outside of it. He is here and he is alive. He is alive inside every believer that renders their heart to him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 through 18 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. <laughs> to be a new creation, kainos is in the Greek, new, unused. I'm talking about spanking, brand spanking, fresh, out the box, novel. The word means new in regard to form and quality. You ever, you ever get into a new car? You get a new car, it's got that new car smell. Mm, the leather is all plush and it just feels and it just smells new. It's got that newness to it. See, what the scripture teaches is that when, when we receive the Holy Spirit, when, when we render our hearts, open ourselves up, to God, to Jesus, to come in and, and heal us. And the old things, those habits, those natures, uh, faith, a uh, 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 lack of faith, doubt, a uh, 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 sinful, uh, uh, bad behaviors, bad uh, lifestyle patterns, uh, uh, just, just, you know, bad disposition, you know. <laughs> All that stink, the stench of misery, of defeat, it takes that. Shut up, I just felt someone right now just be renewed. <laughs> yes, it takes that. 
breathes life into us. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things become brand spanking out the box new. He takes the burnt, smelly ashes of our paths and breathes life into us and renews us, restores us. We receive forgiveness for our sins. We get set free from self-consciousness, guilt, shame, remorse, the baggage that we carry when we encounter the risen Christ. He's not defeated. Come on. We become transformed. Look at, look at what it did to the disciples. Look at what it did to his followers. They went from the shrunken, deepest, lowest, darkest pit. And they shot up to the highest mountaintop peak. Come on. We become transformed from the inside out. No longer selfish, but serviceable. New creations in right relationship with Father God, Creator. The things that used to attract us no longer attract us. The things that we used to ridicule and mock within, within faith and church and religion, all of a sudden, we see the value. We've tasted and seen how good it is to be restored. Because that's what this is about. It's restoration. Verse 18 says that then the service given unto us, the one that we must carry on is that of reconciliation. What, what does that mean? You know what that is? Let's look at the last verse of this morning's text. Verse 23. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And so the commission is all about forgiveness of sins, releasing people, releasing people from the chains of guilt and shame, releasing people from, 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 from fighting and trying. It's a freedom that we receive when we can be reconciled to God. It's the prodigal son that was lost and in the muck and in the mire comes to his right senses. Why? Because someone shared hope with him. He turns his heart back to his father and says, Dad, forgive me. I'm sorry. I've been doing this on my own for so long. I've been trying. I've been doing. I thought I could do it. I, I knew I had the potential in me, but, but, but the temptations and, 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 and the things and the thoughts and, and, and the dodging and God, I'm so sorry. Give me. Have me back. And he says, yes, I forgive you, sir. The freedom that comes with his forgiveness. So many are, are afraid to come and even ask because they're afraid that to, just as easy as he could say, I forgive you, he could, he could say no. But that isn't his nature. A thousand and one times to eternity, whenever you come to him, 
His answer is yes. I forgive you. Yes. I wash it away. Yes. Rise up and start fresh. I set you free. The blood of Jesus consumes our past. It wipes it clean and, and, and from the ashes, new life is born. Let me ask you a couple of more questions. Has the emptiness in your life been filled? 
We are, we're born with it. It's a universal trend. There's, there's a void and every person is born with that void. We can pursue our entire lives chasing things, trying to fill and satisfy that void. But nothing can fill that void but the love of God. It is so wide and so deep. And so my question is, has the love of God been breathed into your hearts in such a way that it has transformed you into a new creation? You've seen it done in people around you. You've, you've, you, you see the testimonies and, and for 2000 years, millions of people have encountered the risen Christ. And today we celebrate him. You don't have to continue to smell like smoke or, or carry your past mistakes and, and failures as baggage. They don't define you. Do you want to receive the breath of life, the Holy Spirit, right now? All you have to do is ask with all sincerity and then watch out. Salvation comes by asking. It comes by a confession. It sounds a little something like this. God, I'm sorry. Forgive me for my sins, for my selfish behavior patterns. God, forgive me. I just seem to always get into my own way. And I pray, I pray right now, Lord God, as, as I have listened to your word, as, as, as hope has been stirred inside of me, I pray, God, that you would come and manifest your presence. Let your favor come upon me a thousand generations upon me, my family and my children and my children's children. I pray, oh, Father God, that whatever the devil intended for evil, that you would turn around and utilize it for good, that you would be able, oh, Father, to lift up the burdens, bring forth the healing, break off the shackles and chains through the power of your Holy Spirit and in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for your grace and for your mercy. <laughs> Listen, um, if this is the first time that you've ever said a prayer like that, if you feel something happening, I want you to connect with us at the P Community Church. Visit our website. Fill out a connect card on the visitors page. Uh, fill out uh, on the contact us. You know, just fill out a, a question on email. Um, and I want to ask that if this message has touched you, um, would you consider partnering with us in ministry? Um, I'd ask you to please stay tuned right now just for instructions on how to partner with us as a ministry. And then um, I've got a last message uh, and, 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 and our benediction. God bless you.
Okay, family. All of the ways to get in contact with us is on the description box above or below. Um, I want to encourage you, please connect with us and uh, um, stay connected, as well as I want to thank you for partnering with us. Um, your contributions uh, help us continue to drive ministry even through these perilous times. God has given us a great opportunity to continue to bless our people. Um, and if you would so, um, add a comment, uh, uh, give us a rating, a thumbs up, or or, or subscribe, and and it, it means a lot in regards to um, your response to the ministry that God is providing here at the Peak Community Church. And so, with that said, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Small groups tomorrow night, 7 p.m. I'll see you in Zoom. God bless you, family. Enjoy the post-resurrected Sunday.